welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. Today, we're breaking down everything you need to know after the 2021 NBA Draft Lottery, where the Thunder landed, and what the picks mean to the organization moving forward. Also, stick around because we're keeping you up to date on all the latest news and notes coming down the line for the Thunder. So let's get right into the Thunder Basketball Universe. Ping pong balls determined the order in which 14 teams would make their selections in this year's draft. And Mark Tatum revealed last night that the Thunder secured the number six pick in the July 29th draft that would go along alongside the 16th and 18th pick in the first round for the Thunder. And in the second round, the Thunder will pick at 34, 36, and 55. Nick, what does all of this mean for the Thunder as it heads into the draft? Well, Paris, when you own 10% of the entire draft, six out of the 60 picks, when you have the just absolute stash of draft capital that the Thunder has over the next six years, seven years, really the most important thing is just having that clarity that you mentioned at the top, which is where, where are we? Where can we start negotiating from? Where can we start bringing guys in and, and having access to players and working out with players based on where our positioning is? Because really the amount of flexibility that this team has is unprecedented right now. The amount of just capital that they have to work with, to wheel and deal with is incredible. And so the fact that you end up with the top six pick, you have two more before you even hit 20, those picks 16 and 18 there are players there. And, and that's something that when we talked to general manager Sam Presti before the draft lottery, about 90 minutes beforehand, he really stressed the players rarely go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in order. There are players up and down the draft. Look no further than this year's league MVP, Paris, number 41 pick in his draft. Very true. Very, very true. And the other thing to remember is that the NBA draft combine is happening right now as we speak. Sam Presti was actually in Chicago interviewing players and, and getting to know the prospects heading into this draft. That's important because the other thing, Gallo, that I think we should mention is that the Thunder doesn't necessarily look to draft players. They look to draft people. And so that takes a whole different holistic view of what the Thunder is looking for heading into this draft. Right. And I think that that perfectly folds into line with what we were just talking about, which is if the Thunder identify a person that they want, that person might not be in the conventional, you know, the, the wisdom of the scouts of where they fall in line in your mock drafts. That has nothing to do really with what the Thunder is looking for and trying to identify people that are going to be able to grow within the Thunder organization. Because what happened on draft lottery night, what happens on July 29th is only part of the story. The ability to actually get playing time, the platform that these players are going to have to actually advance their skills, the ability to weather some storms, to be able to bounce back from adversity, to be able to develop skills and to have the, the pieces around them to actually be successful. All of that stuff happens in the other 363 days of the year that aren't NBA draft lottery day and aren't the NBA draft. And those things are just as important as those days. So many different variables at play here in any given year for any single team in this league. That's really important to keep in mind. But when we're talking about kind of the holistic player view that the Thunder takes going into the draft, I thought it was pretty cool that the Thunder had a representative who went right alongside that, that thought process. And that was Nazi Muhammad, who is the Thunder's pro scout and also the general manager of the OKC Blue. 
also a former Thunder player who played for three seasons with OKC. Just so happened that he helped take the team to two Western Conference Finals and one NBA Finals appearance. So he he's, comes with some some good pedigree. He's a longtime NBA veteran, uh, played for the San Antonio Spurs, has joined the Thunder's front office over the last handful of years and has continued to work his way up into the leadership position that he has now. So just symbolically, if we're thinking about the type of human being that the Thunder would want representing them at the NBA draft lottery. It's a guy like Nazi Muhammad who has really filled such a variety of roles within the Thunder organization and has shown an ability to mature and grow and develop as a person within the Thunder's culture. And on a night where you're talking about where you're going to slot in the draft and figure out who the human beings are that you're going to bring into your organization, no, no better person than Nazi to kind of exemplify that. And part of a really special day, really, for the Thunder, but a lot of optimism moving forward. And that means that there is still a lot of work before the July 29th NBA draft. It was really cool for Nazi to be a part of that night and represent the Thunder in that way. But now the real work begins, Gallo. Now the Thunder has what they're looking for. They can start making some concrete decisions. They can start getting to work, getting on the phone with with players and agents and start making some moves leading into that July 29th draft. Right. It was pretty appropriate that when Thunder fans saw Nazi Muhammad, he's in Chicago at the NBA Draft Combine. General Manager Sam Presti is there as well. That's where the work is happening. As soon as the lottery ended, my guess is that the Thunder's front office was on the phone with agents to try to schedule workouts. Being so distributed throughout the draft, we mentioned 6, 16, 18, 34, 36, 55, OKC is going to get a lot of agents that want their players in front of them uh, inside the Thunder Ion at workouts at the draft combine for interviews and, and debriefing sessions and just continued chances to let their players get to know the Thunder organization and vice versa, because uh, there's going to be six chances for the Thunder to bring in a newcomer to this organization. And six chances come July 29th for Thunder fans to be celebrating, to be going to YouTube, to be looking up highlight film, just the the way that Darius Baisley looked up Gabby Deck highlight film uh, when that signing was made. So there's going to be a lot of excitement come July 29th that there's the opportunity for maybe six new guys to come into the team or for those six picks to be used as potential assets to go up and get a guy that the Thunder met during this period and is really, really liked. All that means is that there's a lot of flexibility here for the front office and for the Thunder as an organization, which brings a lot of optimism moving into that July 29th draft and the 365 days that come after that. So that is something that Thunder fans can look forward to in these next few weeks. Before we go, we want to make sure that you are up to date on all of the upcoming content coming down the pipeline on OKCThunder.com. So be sure to keep it locked there because we've got a brand new feature article heading your way this week. Written by our very own Paris Lawson. That's right. And it is called Making the Most of Every Moment. And really, it explains the different ways in which the Thunder organization, the culture here, the environment, the air in the building brought out the best in everyone during a a pretty tumultuous season that could have really gone either way in terms of bringing out the best or the worst in the people in the building. So be sure to go to OKCThunder.com and check out that article. What I love that you you did with the article, Paris, is really framing this 
culture that exists in Oklahoma City, the platform that exists for people to come in and understand what's expected of them each day and be able to do that job without worrying about anything else and without worrying about um, consequences for uh, things that are outside of their control. And so that was one of the ways in which new Thunderhead coach Mark Dagnall was able to succeed in year one was just having that corporate knowledge that he'd built up over his seasons with the OKC Blue, his one season as an assistant coach, his relationship with general manager Sam Presti, all of those things made it so that he could come in and understand what was expected what the standards are inside the Thunder building. And so you have some great anecdotes about the ways in which the Thunder just continued to chug forward, even when things got thrown at them that were unexpected and a little bit wacky throughout the course of the season. And um, all of that trickles down to the players as well. Guys who are coming in in the middle of the season, rookies who are coming in from overseas, all of them were able to find that level of comfort in what was a completely uncomfortable season. And I think Paris, you put it perfectly. So be sure to go to okcthunder.com on Thursday to check that out. Thanks, Gallo. I appreciate that. You heard the man, go check it out. In the spirit of keeping you up to date on everything that's happening, let's take a step back and look at what the players are going to be doing and what's happening around the league. So a couple of dates that we've got marked on our calendars, we've been bringing it to you for the past couple of podcasts now, and that are the, that is the dates of the Olympic qualifying games. Those are going to take place June 29th through July 4th. And there are several Thunder players that have the potential to play for their respective national teams. We are keeping our eyes on that. We'll be sure to keep you up to date on everything that goes on there. Yeah, just for uh, full disclosure, uh, Alexei Pokashevsky and the Serbia team will be playing on June 29th and June 30th against the Dominican Republic and the Philippines. Team Canada, that's Lou Dort. He's going up against Greece. He and and the Canadians are going up against Greece and up against China on June 29th and June 30th. Then if those teams advance, they'll have the opportunity to play on July 3rd and July 4th. And if those teams win those qualifying tournaments, they will then play their first Olympic phase games on Sunday, July 25th. Gabrielle Deck in Argentina's first Olympic game will be Monday, July 26th. So, Mark those calendars and make sure you got your coffee ready because those games are going to be at all sorts of strange times out at that Tokyo Olympics. That's a really good point because I think people forget that, you know, these are happening in different time zones. So you're going to have to not only mark your calendars, but set your alarms to kind of wake up in the middle of the night to catch some of these games. So make sure that you've got all of that squared away. And we've talked about it and didn't even realize that July 4th weekend is rapidly approaching. So the next time we talk to you, it will be after July 4th. We've got a special podcast coming down the line. That's all I'm going to say about that podcast. You're just going to want to listen to it. We took good care of you and we will be back on July 6th. So we want to make sure that you have a happy July 4th weekend. And on that note, we want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much to our producer. And until next time, Thunder Up and catch you later. Thunder Up.